Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. So I want to speak on a subject that I called dimensional intersectionality. Dimensional intersectionality. It's something in geometry, math, but also in the Bible. So let's, let's go there. In geometry, a dot has no dimension. If you have a dot, it doesn't have a dimension. It's just pure information. But infinite dots make a line which is the first dimension. We call it 1D. 1D, the first dimension is just a line. You have the second dimension if you add another line or infinite lines to the first dimension. So you have the second dimension, which is 2D. Most of our TV screens are in 2D or or the photos or writings on a wall or on a paper are in 2D. You you are aware of, of, of this. If you add depth to the second dimension, you have 3D. Oh, I love 3Ds. I love when I watch, I watch the movies. I feel like something is coming toward me and it's going back and it's 3D. I love that. It, it, it's got depth. We live in the world of three dimensions. That's where we are. Because things around us have height, they have depth, they have length, and width. So that means, did I say it well? Width. 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 Yes. <laughs> we live in the world of the third dimension or the third dimensions but we are also aware that there is more to life than what we experience or that what our five senses can experience I grew up in a strong Christian family I'm grateful to my mother for instilling in me Christian values but not only Christian values she taught me, she also exposed me to the spiritual realm. As a young child, as a young boy, not a young child, but a young boy, I saw people coming to our house for prayer, literally in chains in our house. Demons speaking through them. I could hear demons speaking as a young boy. Some with excessive strength. And it took more than six people to hold them to control them. Some demonic people spoke many languages. They could speak other languages that I could not understand. They never learned those languages. They changed their voices in different sounds. They could speak like, 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 uh, like birds or like an animal and, and different demonic things. I, I grew up hearing those things and seeing those things. I know the spiritual realm exists not because someone told me, but because I've seen it, I've experienced it. I know the spiritual realm is real. Then I moved to Australia where I appreciate all the blessing that science and technology has brought to us. I really love this. I love technology. I love my phone. I love what I see there. But I can also attest that most Australians only believe what can be proven scientifically. It's not an insult. It's just an observation. In the West, some Christians confidently say, I'm a Christian, but I'm not spiritual. I wonder, what does it mean to be an unspiritual Christian? 
I don't know what it means. I know one can be spiritual without being a Christian. Yes. But to be a Christian who is not spiritual is another concept. I still, I'm still examining. I'm still researching about that. I'm still, I need to explore. How can you be a Christian but not spiritual? I want to talk about dimensions of life and how they affect us. So let's start with the life in the 3D. Life in the 3D. We are all aware of the 3D, which is the physical realm. Your body is the connection with this realm. Your body gives you the ability to operate in the 3D. God values our bodies. The body is so valuable to God that Jesus needed a physical body to operate on earth. Jesus could not legally operate on earth without a body. He needed a body. That's why he took on a human body to retake the world's rulership for us legally. Legally. It is illegal for a spirit to manage the earth. It is illegal. Let me prove that. Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the, earth, the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Is it crawl or crawl? Okay, crawl. I've done well with learning English. I'm progressing. I'm making progress. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them, male and female. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth. It crawls, it crawls, crawls. Don't mind. It depends on which school you went to. My school, we say crowds. Let us make point to a conversation between the three persons of the Godhead. God said, let us make. Then he said, they will rule. The maker was not the ruler. You get that? Let us make, let them rule. God's responsibility was to create and then hand over the rulership of the earth to humans. When God said to them, fill the earth and subdue it, he handed over the legal authority to humans to manage the affairs of the earth. From that moment, humans became responsible for what happens on earth. We are managers, rulers. When people blame God for evil on earth, it's a sign they need more insight into divine principles. Humans have the power. Humans, we have the power to shape the future of humanity. Humans can plant trees or destroy forests. Humans can go to war against each other. Humans can make computers and electric cars. Hybrid. Hybrid. Yeah, I love hybrid. Humans have the legal power to shape life on earth. Spirits do not have the legal rights to manage the earth. God's promised rulership to humans and kept his promise. The body is vital. You need the body to operate on earth. Satan could not legally operate on earth without a body. So he used the serpent's body. He could not just come as Satan. But he needed a body to operate on earth. He used the snake. 
But he was jealous of the authority given to humans and organized a scheme to grab it from us. So let's move to the second dimension, the life in the psycho dimension. I wanted to call it uh, life in the 4D or 5D or 6D, and I thought, doesn't make any sense. That, it doesn't make any sense. I would just call it psycho dimension. It's better to be clear than clever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be clever. I want to be clear. Psycho dimension. Genesis 3.1. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The serpent was playing a mind game. It was a mind game. Its purpose was to change the woman's perspective on God and his word. And he succeeded. He succeeded. Most of our battles happen in our mind. In our mind. So let, let me tell you something. For many years, most mental illnesses were attributed to demons. It's because science did not understand those conditions. With the rise of technology and scientific progress, we now know that mental challenges can be caused by different things. Sometimes it's genetic, sometimes it's physiological, sometimes it's caused by life experiences. It's not necessarily demonic. It's not. So it's okay for Christians to see a psychologist Therapist, psychotherapist. Oh, yeah, I, I studied that one. I studied that one. Psychotherapist. It includes all of them. All of them. It's okay. It's okay. It's not only okay, but Christians must be physically and mentally healthy, which is important. And that leads us to the next dimension. You know why? Because sometimes we encounter situations that science or technology fails to explain. You go to the psychologist, he doesn't know anything. You go to the counselor, he doesn't know anything. You go to the doctor, they don't know anything. You go here, you go there, they don't have the answer and you wonder what is going on. Now you need the third dimension. Remember, I said we should go there. I said we should go there. So let's talk about life in the XD, in the XD, which the X represents unlimited or infinite or spiritual dimension. Another dimension comes. Revelation chapter 20 verse 2 says, He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Oh, now I see. Remember, Moses did not explain what force was acting behind the serpent in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. He just talks about an animal. Serpent. If you read that, how do you believe it was Satan? Moses did not say that. But in Revelation, John tells us that the serpent was Satan. Ah, now we understand the connection between the serpent and the snake uh, and, and Satan. We know that it was a snake playing mind games with Eve. The game was not only mental, but it was also spiritual. That game was not just mental. It was also spiritual. Life is spiritual. There is more to life than what we can see, taste, smell, hear, or touch. There is more to this life. Once, uh, once we left home, for those who don't know my story, I, I, I fled home when I was around 20, 11, uh, 19, 20 years old. And I went to Rwanda. And that's where I met my Miss Universe. Hallelujah. 
Every time I mention Rwanda, I just feel, oh, Rwanda, Rwanda. Okay, no problem. Let's come back to the message. We fled to Rwanda, and life was so miserable, like no money, nothing, nothing, nothing. And a good Samaritan took us in his home, and he accommodated us. We were blessed. He, he, he was a good man. He had money. He, had, he, he was good. He was good to us. And he kept, we, we could see that he was doing things we couldn't understand. He was having meetings with people at 3 a.m. Midnight. People were coming to his place. And we couldn't understand. And we asked him, what, what is going on? He said to us, if I tell you, I should kill you. Eh? If you tell us, you should kill us. No, no, don't tell us, please. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then after some time, he left. He disappeared. He was involved in the high highly classified issue in the government. Something really, really, really high in the government. And we stayed there, a, 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 a group of three Congolese boys. We didn't know what was happening. And one day I was just in the bedroom praying. Uh, it was during the day. It was a Sunday. It was not in the night. And I saw a vision. And I saw myself flying from that place to another hill. You know, Rwanda is a country of thousand hills. It's all about hills. I saw myself flying the other side. And I heard the voice telling me, you should leave now. I didn't know where to go. We didn't know. We, don't, we didn't have any money to rent a hotel or anything. But I just heard, you should leave now. I saw myself flying to the other side of the hill. And I told my friend, pack up everything. We are leaving now. Remember, that's the only accommodation we had. He, he left food in the house. He left a house guide uh, worker cooking for us. So it was really comfortable. We left everything. We, 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 we left the house. We we. we, we we, we left. And then someone found us the next week and telling us that the secret service was there that night. They heard there are some people there who must be, they must be involved in that thing. Just imagine if they found us in that house. We did not have papers. They could have killed us and disappeared. It was a very high classified issue. I, I can't even talk about it now. 20 years later, it was so highly classified. God saved our lives. Why? In the spiritual realm, I received the revelation to leave the house. So if you tell me the spiritual realm doesn't exist, I will just look at you. It does exist, my friend. It exists. It exists. Ephesians 6, 11 to 12 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. Paul warns us of the schemes of the devil. The Greek word rendered schemes is methodeia. I also did some Greek, so just follow me. Don't trust me too much, though. <laughs> Just some. It means method. That which is method, methodized. It's well laid at on skills, cunning. When the devil cannot attack you from the front line, like something obvious, the devil will not come as a dragon. No, no, that's too obvious. You will know it's the devil if he comes to you as a dragon in your bedroom. You know it's the devil. <laughs> you know it's the devil. 
He would not retreat, but would try other methods. Listen to what C.S. Lewis wrote in fictional conversation between the two demons. The screw-tape letters. Some of you know about this. He said this. There are two equal and opposite errors in which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. Extremes. One of the schemes of the devil is to make sure people disbelieve the existence of demons. Or at least disbelieve their activities. That's what he does. That the trap for most Western mind. Most people in the West are not interested in knowing what is happening in the spiritual realm. Because we have everything. Science answers every question. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. To most Western mind, everything has to be proven in the laboratory. If you cannot explain it, then it doesn't exist. However, to most Eastern mind, everything is spiritual. I grew up in a culture where we attributed every failure to the devil. If you forget to read your books and fail your exams, you blame the devil. Hmm. He made me fail. Evil Satan. <laughs> of course, the devil can be part of it, but don't take his responsibility. Remember, we are living in three dimensions. We are living in the 3D. We are living in the psycho dimension. And we are also living in the XD. I'm taking you somewhere. People have asked me many times, how do we know what's spiritual, what's psychological or purely physical? How do we know the difference? That's a good question. I'm, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> First, the Bible talks about spiritual discernment. In 1 Corinthians 12.10, Paul mentions distinguishing between spirits among the spiritual gifts. So that's one, it's, that is one of the ways you may know that something is spiritual because you have the gift of discernment. Good on you. But what if you don't have that gift? The other layer can be the Holy Spirit in you can attest to you what is true or false. It can attest to what is true or false. We thank God for that. But sometimes it's hard to know. You have the Holy Spirit, but you struggle to understand what is God's voice and what is my own voice. It's not every time that we know something is spiritual or not. So to be safe, I align with Paul in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18. After citing all spiritual weapons, he said, Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. What lesson do I learn there? I consider every situation to be spiritual. I consider I take every situation as a spiritual issue. I pray about everything because I don't know all the time which one is, which one is not. So I just take all of them as spiritual. I will tell you why. I see the spiritual in everything. I understand that God has given us authority to rule over the earth. So I, I do everything in my power as a human being to do things, to control the situation. I know that. But I also know 
that Satan may be behind it, behind the snake. Satan may be behind the snake, so I don't know when he's behind the snake and when he's not. And that's what I call dimensional intersectionality. When the dimensions meet, that's where we need to live. Not on one or the other. We need to live at the intersection of all three dimensions. That's where a Christian should live. Where everything is spiritual, everything is mental, everything is physical. There is no harm to that. You are safe when you live there. You are safe. That's where Jesus lived, that's where Paul lived. At the center of all dimensions. Someone told me, I don't know why we should pray for food. Honestly, I had a long, a long argument with that lady telling me we should not pray for food if we have it. Okay, but what, this is what I learned in life. You don't only pray when there is a problem you cannot handle. It's a mistake. Prayer is an act of humility. Prayer is telling God that you need his wisdom. You need his strength. You need his protection. Even when you know you can handle it. You still need him because you don't know if the snake is behind it. You invite God. It's arrogance to live a life without prayer. It's arrogance to live a life without inviting God. It's arrogance to live to God. To leave God out of your business because you think you can handle it. So let me say something. It's arrogance to leave God out of your business. It's ignorance to leave to God what you can do. Does it make sense? You don't leave to God what you can do. And you don't leave God out of your business. You need to do your best and inviting God into it. That's, that's what I came to tell you this morning. There is a spiritual, psychological, and physical aspect to almost everything. In every conflict, before you react, before you raise your voice, or before you withdraw, because some people explode, some people implode. Those who implode think they are wise. No, you are not wise for imploding. You withdraw. It's also bad. As bad as going exploding. Before you do all those, ask yourself, what else can be happening that I don't see? Most misunderstandings are not just character or personality clashes, but also demonic activities to divide us. In the office, at school, in church, in your home, the devil whispers things to you. Ah, look at the way he's looking at you. Ah, look at what she said yesterday. This is what she's thinking. Who told you? You're not in her mind. How do you know what I'm thinking? The devil whispering. In every conflict, my wife and I have decided, whenever we feel like we are not getting, we are not understanding each other, we pause and pray. Pause and pray because the devil is not happy that we stay united. And it's always come in the morning before we go to Canada. <laughs> yes. Why do you lose your car keys in the morning before you go to church? Only. Before something important happened, where are my kids? Then you start to blame everybody in the house. Where did you put my kids? It's nobody. The devil is trying to mess up with your mind. <laughs> he's 
tries to intervene in every situation. Every. Why do you yawn only before prayer? You can be watching TV. You are good when you're watching TV or having fun. Let's pray now. <sighs> All the sleep on earth comes upon you. Before they're talking about prayer now. <laughs> you know, you know I'm not lying. The devil tries to intervene in every situation. In sickness, as you rush to the hospital, pray. Your prayer can bring healing or lead to the right doctor and help the doctor with the correct pres prescription. It's not just about what moving the mountain. It's also about having the strength to climb the mountain. Because sometimes God moves mountains. I love it when he moves them. And I just walk. Sometimes he doesn't, and I have to climb it. I still pray for the strength to climb it. That's what prayer does. In your project, don't just rely on your ability to plan or raise fund. Oh, 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 pray for the right partner, the right connections, the right ideas, business. Pray for everything. Peter says in 1 Peter 5.8, be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Peter is talking about spiritual battle, but he's mentioning the mind. He's talking about the mind. The psychological dimension in our fight against the devil. Your soul is the battleground of the enemy. Be aware. The devil is not just after your body. No, he's not after your body. He's not after your car. He doesn't drive. He doesn't need the lift. He's not after your house. He doesn't need the shelter. He's after your spirit. He's after the third dimension because that's where your strength, your real strength is. Your spirit. The strength of your spirit is your real strength. Let, let, let me uh, explain that to you quickly for the few minutes we have. We have, an, we, have a, we have something on the, on, the, on the screen that I want to show you. The soul receives information from your senses. From your senses. Your, hear, your, your hearing, testing, touching, smelling, and, and seeing. Send information to your soul. It sends information to your soul. And then your soul sends that information to your spirit. That's, what Jesus said. That's why Jesus said to pay attention to how you hear. Because what you hear can mess up with your whole life. Some of us are still spending money trying to reverse words that we heard from childhood. Somebody said something to you, but still now you are paying appointment to reverse the power of those words. You know, you know it. Words. Because your ears passed on that information to your spirit and now you are broken inside. Your spirit is broken. So when the spirit received the information, it assesses it. It assesses it. It also responds to the soul. So it comes back to the soul. It's got, the information comes back to the soul. And then the soul tells the body, do it or don't do it. Okay, I'm going somewhere. The decision of your soul depends on which side is the strongest. Your body or your spirit? Are you with me? The body, the, the soul will do what the strongest side said, the spirit or the body. If your body is louder and stronger than your spirit, your soul will give in to the body. 
So let's read this. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the message about Christ. The strength of your spirit depends on how you feed it through your senses. Let, let me say this again. It's your body that feeds your spirit. It's your body that feeds your spirit. And the strength of your spirit controls your body depending on how much food you've given to your spirit. Every time you read the Bible, every time you pray, every time you listen to a Christian message, you are feeding your spirit through your mind. If your spirit is weak, that means your body is controlling you because the mind in between can only follow the stronger side. Are, are you with me? The reason why we always do the things we don't want is because our spirit is weak. It cannot control what we are doing. How do you, how are you feeding your spirit? How are you feeding your spirit? The reason why you don't find insight, spiritual insight, is because you haven't fed your spirit. The Bible says it's through what we hear. So what comes here, here, in our here? That's, that, that, that's what feeds our spirit. How do you feed your spirit? So you can claim that it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's simple because your spirit is not aware of it. You haven't fed it to understand it. We live in a spiritual, psychological, and physical world. The three worlds are intertwined. We are simultaneously affected by all the three. All the three. Your spirit is where your conscience is, where your intuition is. That's where your communion with God is. Where, that's where you sense the presence of God in your spirit. But you feed it with the word of God. That comes from your five senses, these physical senses. That's why it's important to have these physical senses. And your mind only decides based on which side is strong. Do you feed your spirit? Thessalonians 5.23 How may the God of peace now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. As you take your medication pray. As you exercise pray. As you drive to work pray. In your mandan, pray. Even the thing looks like it's normal, pray. Don't try to control everything with your body. Most things and everything happen where there is intersectionality of those dimensions. And the devil will use anything and God will use anything. Do you allow him? you allow him? Do you want to allow him? St. Augustine said, pray as though everything depended on God. Walk as though everything depended on you. There is wisdom there. There is wisdom there. There is a di dimensional inter intersectionality in everything we do or say. So I'm just here to remind you 
that your prayer life matters. By reading the Bible is as vital as eating rice and markers. No, not markers. Yes. Reading your Bible is as vital as drinking coffee for some of you. You don't just feel it. I'm here to remind you, don't neglect your spirit. Don't neglect your spirit. Let's stand and pray. Let's stand and pray. Let's stand and pray. We're just going to, we're going, we're going, just going to sing this song. We're going to ask God to revive our spirit. God, revive our spirit. Revive our appetite for spiritual things. Revive our appetite to prayer. Revive my appetite to reading the Bible. Because I need to feed my spirit. Feeding my spirit. I am praying for a spiritual revival in your life. Spiritual revival in your life. Spiritual revival in your life. I, I pray for spiritual revival. Revive us, O oh Lord. Revive us, O oh Lord. Revive us, O oh Lord. If you can just raise your hand, if you can put your two hands up and say, God, revive me. Revive me, Lord. Revive my spirit. Revive me. Help me, Lord. Help me with my priorities to prioritize my spirits. Because life happens in the dimensional intersectionality. Because Satan is, is at work every day. And you are at work every day. And it all depends on my priorities. It all depends on my priorities. The more I pray, the more I invite you. The more I read the Bible, the more I become more like you. Help me, revive me, Lord. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.